Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Good people, welcome to our show. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyone who want to learn more about SEO, who want to know how to get results, welcome. Because today we are going to cover interesting topic about SEO and unite with product management. Today, I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Bjorn Darko. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. What an amazing intro. <laughs> it's a big pleasure. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about SEO and product management. Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Bjorn Darko. I'm um, a head of product in SEO here in, in Germany at Ladenseiles, one of the top 10 e-commerce uh, platforms, actually um, a product comparison platform. Um, um, you know, responsible for the entire front-end product uh, development functionalities and, and, and stuff like that, but aside also SEO. And um, <clears throat> I actually baked a product-led SEO strategy into the product. Um, and now um, my SEOs are actually acting as product managers, um, you know, working on concepts and stuff, but I think we are getting into it later. Um, before that, before joining Ladenseil, I was working for Search Metrics. Um, most of you most probably know it's an, um, an one enterprise SEO tool. I also used to work for a big media company in Switzerland, uh, also for e-commerce auction platform there, um, originally from Hamburg in Germany, and uh, have three kids, married, and a happy man. Nice, nice, love it, love it. Yeah, awesome. Can you tell why uh, so many great specialists in Germany? Uh, why you spend time in Germany? And uh, I don't know. Uh, I often get uh, have guests from Germany, from Switzerland, many other countries. But yeah, I, I see many great experts uh, in this country. Can you tell what is the secret of Germany? <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I think we, we started really early also with, with SEO in Germany. And, you know, the biggest tool vendors like S, um, uh, Systrix or also Searchmetrics, they kind of invented the visibility graph, right? So they were actually uh, quite quite ahead of the time uh, measuring visibility of keywords. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, the, the, the this engineering, this German engineering mind uh, is what, you know, brought us into SEO in the very beginning. And you're right. I mean, most of the, you know, big names also coming from 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 Germany. Um, but the reason for this is because we started early. And I also have the feeling that, um, you know, back then when I started 2012, it was already like, you know, quite an, quite an industry. But I, I always had the feeling that in Germany, especially, it was more kind of technical SEO. So everything that was technical was, you know, more coming, also content coming from, from, from Germany, whereas in the US there was more like content related and, and content driven, which today shows that's actually more important. Um, so maybe the US was just like uh, two, three years ahead. Um, but um, I, I think nowadays that's, you know, um, it, the world is different. It, it became such a big industry. Um, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to see how that developed. Yeah, yeah, got it. Uh, I have the first question about uh, best practices. You know, I, I often get this question. Uh, the best practices in SEO, what today works, what doesn't work. But, you know, I think we have no best practices. It depends on your strong side. For example, if you are good with writing, 
then consider this one. If you're good with technical optimization, probably you can spend more time with that to optimize your website uh, or link building. It depends. Of course, uh, without content, it's impossible to get any result. But uh, in the end, when we consider other algorithms, it's better to consider your strong side. And you mentioned uh, that in Germany uh, and your experience with technical optimization, can you tell how it's important to uh, decrease the number of technical errors? Because, you know, once I remember one interesting tweet uh, from SEO specialist uh, that was Paul and um, uh, many SEOs uh, share that uh, only 40% of their recommendations are fixed. Now, when they share a list of technical errors, uh, webmasters have time or resources to fix just 40% of them. And uh, uh, I was on the same boat. Uh, boat uh, once I told uh, my client, please fix all these technical errors. After two weeks, he fixed um, only all text uh, on the pages about us, contact page, many others. I, I told him, it's not critical. <laughs> we are not going to rank these pages. Can you tell about technical errors? How to choose the right one? How to choose critical errors that it's must have according to your experience well i mean technically it, it, it is kind of a, a good and bad relationship with technical errors right? especially tools right so if you use tools mm -hmm. and they tell you you have technical errors um you know if if you're not very well experienced in seo you think the world is going to an end right so there's a report coming in and it says hey, you have, I don't know, some soft 404 errors. I don't know, I'm just making something up, right? If you don't have the context and maybe also look at the numbers, if, let's say you have a million URLs and you have two 404 errors, I don't think that is something that you should straight on jump jump to, right? So I, I think with technical errors, it's like you, you have to have the context. You also have to have the experience to see if it's really critical or not. Um, and, and I would say as long as it's not related to page speed, core web vitals, uh, or indexing, um, I don't think that you need to bother. But everything that is actually related to indexing and performance, uh, I think you should consider as a bug and you know act immediately on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, I got it. Uh, we have the question, what's this type of association of SEO and product management? Can you tell more about that? How unite these topics? Yeah, I think that's, from my perspective, like, and I'm super passionate about this, it, it's a trend that I'm seeing also with a lot of companies also here in Germany, um, you know, that, you know, uh, SEO is becoming more and more like a part of product management. And the reason for this is, I think, and you know, that's why I did it, is that, you know, it's, it's you know, you as an SEO itself, you are so well-rounded, you're like, an, it's an interdisciplinary field, you have to have knowledge about content, about UX, about technical things, about website architecture, uh, uh, about, you know, developments and, and, and stuff like that. So that's A, same as a product manager, he also needs to have like an understanding of how a page is being built, how, you know, what is important to add to a page, etc. Um, and 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 also the way how SEOs you know normally work, right? Let let's say you want to you know create a new category of on an e-commerce uh, uh, platform. Let's say you get new winter jackets in, so you need to create new categories and subcategories, etc. Pp. Normally in the past we just you know moved on, created those pages, and you know sent all on, on them to, on index. And if you look at those pages, you can sometimes clearly see that it's just 
there for SEO purposes, right? Now with the with the with the increasing importance of you know being user friendly, thinking about UX, thinking about uh, uh, content itself, what needs to happen is actually um, you know in, in product management we have two cycles. One is product discovery, the other one is product dis the delivery, right? And within mm -hmm. product discovery, it is actually you have an idea. Let's say you want to scale, um, you know, a new category. What happens in within product discovery is that you bring all the stakeholders together that it's that's needed for that specific project. And you know, you bring engineers in that product discovery, you bring designers in that product discovery, everyone that has a stake in a specific project. And what you start is like you add, you know, all the brainstorming that you have, how it could look like, right? Out of this brainstorming, there will be a first prototype. Uh, uh, being created with the help of the designers, that's being tested with users, uh, users ideated, uh, changed until you have a proven point that this version of a prototype is now the right one to send out to the user. So it it becomes a it becomes a more holistic approach rather than okay, let's just create ten thousand pages, send them to index, and we don't actually care how they look like, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that that that's a. Now with or take content as an as an example as well. Back in the days, a typical e-commerce category page was you had a listing, you had an H1, you had your listing uh, of products and very down at the bottom, you had a text. Now, if a user reads the text or not, that, that, that doesn't matter. It's, it's just there for the bots, right? Nowadays, content is getting more and more important and from my perspective an e-commerce uh, website has more or less being needs to be designed like a sales advisory page a user needs to come on a page they need to find the right information that is relevant to the purchase that you know satisfies the intent etc pp and now it actually becomes a uh, uh, more like a de de design. How do we design a category page that is super useful for a user? And you, as an SEO, most probably don't have the knowledge of it. So you need to speak with designers, with engineers. You need to speak with maybe category managers that are important for. It. So you need to come together in this discovery and think about how a page like this could look like. And then SEO is actually baked into the product management, you know, cycle and process, and it becomes much more. Uh, user friendly and becomes more professional than you know just fixing it like we did in the past yeah valuable love it love it okay uh, let's talk about uh, another aspect for example if uh, a website uh, has many pages uh, i don't know like for example uh, dress for women uh, red white uh, green uh, uh i don't know uh, for parties um, so something like this but uh, all these pages have the same content the difference only the color size or anything else so filters can you tell how to optimize these filters for seo uh, do we need to index all these pages and try to get traffic uh before tail keywords or it's better to optimize for a specific product uh, that is most popular best selling product and uh index this page for google what do you think yeah i mean in general, you should just have one page, right? And uh, mm -hmm. the thing is with those attributes or those filters, be it sizes, uh, be it like, um, you know, colors, be it, you know, material, different materials, 
of course, you can have them as filters, and they should be there because it's important for a user to filter a page down like uh, on these attributes. Now, if it comes to SEO, of course, you should just index one of those pages. However, if you see that there is demand in terms of search volume for a specific, com specific combinations of a color with a shoe, let's say black um, Air Max 1 shoes, right? If there is search volume and people are actually searching for it, then you should, of course, consider also to index those pages. But in general, you shouldn't just open the gates and, in, you know, uh, index all the filters, but really going through them, research if there's demand uh, and people would actually search for it and it shows up to avoid, of course, that you have duplication on the page. But in this case, you you satisfy the intent of somebody that's searching for a specific uh, Nike Air Max in a specific color. Uh, can you tell more about how to avoid duplication? So we need to write two different texts or create different content uh, to one product, but with different size or color? Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. So like the, the good thing here is like you have two different intents, right? One intent mm -hmm. is somebody is not really sure which Nike Air Max they want to buy. So they just type in Nike Air Max buy online or something like that. Um, so you they would get a general page. If somebody is very specific and says, okay, I want the black Nike Air Max, then the intent here is a different one, right? So, and you need to make sure that the title is different from the general one so that you have actually black Nike Air Max in there. Uh, maybe also the text is a bit different. Of course, for, an, for a shoe, it, it, it's difficult to have like, um, you know, ver very different text. But, you know, if, if, if there are specific sentences or, you know, the, the order or the structure is different, but it's clear that it is for a specific black shoe. I don't think that, that that's a problem. So you just need to make sure that it is very different, that it differentiates um, itself uh, with the purpose on the specific intent of having black uh, as an attribute um, compared to the general page. And then if, if, if you do it like this, very strategically and thought through, instead of opening all the gates, indexing all the filters, then I don't think that you run into problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, got it. VC uh, Muhammad is watching uh, Brazil, uh, Croatia. Uh, <laughs> we have no such issues. Germany <laughs> left <laughs> the World Cup. <laughs> Ukraine didn't get it, so, <laughs> so we can have the podcast. <laughs> okay, I have the question about ACO strategy. You know, I, I see... Uh, uh, when webmasters uh, usually pay so much attention to high volume keywords, they open HRF, SEMrush, Google Keyword Planner, many other tools, uh, find high volume keywords, can see traffic, wow, a lot of traffic, and uh, try to compete with Wikipedia, many other websites, uh, forget about uh, sales funnel, about uh, user intent, many other stuff. Can you tell how to create uh, an SEO strategy today? Because most websites ignore it or uh, just uh, create generic strategy that uh, many other websites have to compete with many other pages online. So uh, tell about the best way how to create the strategy. Yeah. I think the best way is, and, and here's again like the symbiosis with product management, right? If you work in product management, you have to start with a product strategy or like yeah, a product strategy where you see the product is going to um, in the next, let's say, five years. Let's let's say five years, right? So you can say that, you know, our product should be very usable for a specific target group or our product should be the fastest uh, comparison platform uh, in the world, right? That, that would be like a strategic goal um, 
um, and, and, and coming coming from that, uh, you in order to achieve this, you need to have spe spe specific features or functionalities, right? Um, you also mm -hmm. need to research what a user, you know, uh, what kind of user problems do you have within this? Like, how can you fix this? Uh, what functionalities, what ideas you need to bring up, right? And out of this list of ideas together with this product strategy, you have the so-called strategic roadmap. And, and based on that strategic roadmap that gives you an outlook of the, let's say, next five years, right? You can break down um, those topics that you have on a strategic roadmap to a roadmap like a quarterly roadmap, for example, and then you can work um, off outside. Like that, that's in general. And I think that this is something that where we as SEOs can learn from uh, product management to have this approach of, you know, a strategic vision and a strategic roadmap with specific topics and items that you want to build and follow up on. Um, and that's also like how I do, um, you know, SEO strategies. So when I'm joining a new company, for example, I would say like the first two three months i'm actually just doing a due diligence you know I'm, i'm 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 crawling the site i'm looking at the site i'm looking at you know the products that they actually want to sell i'm looking at the demand and 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 and, and questions people have about those products i I'm, i'm looking at the technical setup i'm i'm doing interviews with a lot of stakeholders within the company to understand their needs to understand their goals actually and and all of this together i i, I bring together in a strategic yeah a strategic vision so to speak um one example from from my company now uh, is um you know we are a specific amount of seos not too big as a team but my approach would actually be that everybody in the company does seo a bit because then we can scale much faster right and in order to do so um you know we need to um help the sales department for example with delivering data so in in, in seo you have a you know a, a huge amount of data demand data actually where people go to google search for specific products um it has a, a specific volume and you know if there's a product um search that has a high volume but we don't have an in in the inventory you know you could go to sales and say hey look this specific word is searched so many times and it seems to be highly relevant also for our platform can you please go and and, and find the shop that you know can give us the inventory for example so it needs to like seo needs to inform Uh, sales and category management in that sense as well. And we, for example, also have a separate content department, right? So we don't write mm -hmm. content within SEO, but we have a content department. So we need to also uh, work very closely with them together. And that's part of our strategy to provide best practices within content, to provide trend data, to provide um, you know, structural um, uh, education, how content needs to be structured in order to come show up in featured snippets or in order to, you know, um, uh, fulfill a specific intent. So th there's a there's a lot of talking, of course, uh, that needs to happen within the company and, 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 and also trends. Like, I think trends is a, a, a really big uh, topic, especially for us within e-commerce. Uh, you know, there are constantly new products that, you know, Uh, come on uh, that are coming on the market and we need to really observe this and if you if you use this trend data to um you know break down specific categories because you need to add something etc and also the inventory i think that's 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 strategically wise so going in the company 
doing due diligence the first two to three months, like really speaking to a lot of people and really observing, um, you know, what what could be the the the, the biggest potential. Um, take really taking this time and writing this down and present it also to the company. Uh, I think that's a goal to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Interesting. Okay, can you tell about this cooperation between uh, ACOs and uh, content creators? Uh, uh, in particular department okay uh, for example SEOs want to optimize content for search engines uh, content departments probably think about uh, customers users so how to unite them how to find the right mix of cooperation to get results to be ranked uh, on Google I, I don't think that we, we should differentiate between search engines or a user, right? The content that's been written from the content team needs to be informed, as I said uh, in, um, just two minutes ago, needs to be informed with the data that we are delivering. So if you consider search volume or keyword research, not as, okay, there's a keyword, I need to write the text for it so that it ranks in, in Google. But if you really consider those data as dem at user demand, specific questions they are asking, specific terms they're searching for. And, you know, bringing that knowledge into the content uh, mindset as well, when they create content, that they really specifically answer these questions or take these questions to have an idea what to write about and, you know, um, uh, what intent to fulfill and stuff like that. Then it becomes very user-friendly and very user-relevant content. And it's not necessarily just for, for search engines, but it, you know, really... Um, hits um, the, the intent, the user that is coming from search, that is in discovery mode, um, uh, really hits hits the intent. And then you have, a, I think, a great product, a, a great uh, content strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let's talk about sales funnel. Once uh, I had a conversation with website owner and he told me uh, that uh, he lost traffic, 400,000 traffic. Uh, on his website because of Google updates, but he didn't lose sales. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, uh, so he got this uh, crazy traffic, good traffic, but he didn't lose sales. Probably this traffic didn't sell anything. Uh, so can you tell how to unite uh, content strategy, marketing strategy, or uh, website content with sales funnel? Because, for example, even if I get... Uh, traffic with keyword SEO, it's hard. I know it's really hard to compete with Moz, Neil Patel, uh, Backlink, SEMrush, Icheras, many other websites. But in the end, do I need SEO in the top 10 results? I don't think so because I have no such tools. I have no uh, any intent to sell. Uh, but if I rank, for example, SEO services, it's much closer to my sales funnel. I can sell services. So can you tell how to unite sales funnel with specific keywords and don't get this trap like to get traffic without sales yeah i mean if we if we take e-commerce as one example and i actually love the example of the sales funnel right because you can also like uh, keyword um, queries you can also put into the sales funnel where you have like top of funnel middle of funnel and bottom of funnel right Top of funnel is is always like this discovery keywords, right? Where people don't necessarily know what they you know want now, so they go and say, let's say uh, uh, they want to buy a coffee machine, right? So they type in coffee machine or like a coffee automate, and and they don't necessarily know which um, you know type of coffee machine they really need. So 
and on the top of funnel, and that's the, the, the biggest amount of search volume because it's very informational driven. Um, you, if you come up with a com uh, um, uh, content strategy, um, mm -hmm. then you, you should really focus on just those keywords that's generic, maybe very informational driven, um, and, and, and trying to, you know, come up with a magazine that, you know, explains specific uh, um, differentiation between coffee machines so that they can have an, you know, idea of which one fits to them, right? So that's bottom of funnel. If if you have the middle of funnel, so they they know now, okay, a Jura, uh, Jura coffee, coffee machine is the best for me. That's a specific um, uh, coffee machine. Then, you know, they would land on a category page where they land on a listing, right? And on a listing, um, you know, you should just like, it, it's the last trigger. They see already the products. They see what inventory you have. And here, again, as I said in it before, now the a category page needs to uh, act like a sales advisory page. So very specific content that really triggers the purchase of the user. And it's not just at the bottom where it's a long text that's made for search engines, but really content that triggers the purchase and informs the user in the right moment to click on it and, and most probably buy it. That that's that's what you should do in in a, in the middle of the funnel, from my perspective. And then and um, in the on the bottom of the funnel, then they are already on a product detail page. You know, they 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 already choose the specific uh, a product they want to buy. They now now know it it is exactly this one. And there you should of course make it very conversion driven, like uh, very salesy, very conversion uh, um, uh, driven, so that they don't end up in reading another novel. But it's very short, crispy, and make sure that they hit the um, add to basket button. So that's how I would like consider a, a content strategy in a sales funnel. Top of funnel, you know, um, helping those users that are in discovery that they you know, really land on your page through a magazine or to, to a more informative article than on the um, category pages itself. There we are middle of funnel, um, really making sure that, you know, um, they get relevant information about the products in your listing. And then as soon as the, uh, they are on a product detail page, really crispy, conversion-driven, with not too much text, but maybe a video, maybe reviews, everything that helps uh, the user actually to to do an informed purchase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, let's talk about uh, how to analyze big brands. For example, I love spending time to check out apple.com, amazon.com, any other websites. And I found uh, it's a trap for many small websites because uh, you can't use the same approaches that big brands can because of their authority, trust, uh, loyal audience. And for example, on Amazon, when you open a product page, you can see almost everything. Reviews, uh, description, rating, uh, all information. On Apple, I see simplicity. Nothing, yeah. uh, you know, just simple, uh, nice looking picture of iPhone uh, and uh, a few words, you know, just quote, make difference, something like this. So very simple. Uh, probably Apple doesn't think about SEO because uh, uh, <laughs> this company doesn't need it. Uh, Amazon, hype. yeah, Amazon uh, often, uh, uh, yeah, if I remember correctly, Amazon uh gets uh 90 of all sales uh inside amazon and only 10 bring uh other sales like seo uh, affiliate marketing and similar 
So probably these companies don't need it. But anyway, uh, Amazon ranks well, Apple ranks well. Uh, can you tell how to learn uh, the best site from big brands that you can adapt to your website? Because um, you know, once I ask one of my clients uh, why you submitted all, uh, almost all your products uh, on homepage, and he replied to me, check out Amazon. You know, on Amazon, you have a lot of products uh, in the homepage, but Amazon can personalize experience according uh, to data. Amazon has this data, but uh, most websites have no data and they need to submit just uh, simple information, probably not like on Apple because Apple has authority uh, and everyone knows about Apple. Many other pages can explain how uh, Apple products work. So uh, can you tell how to learn from big brands and find uh, real valuable information to add on your website? Yeah, I, I think Amazon is a really good example because you know if if you if you look at Amazon from an SEO perspective, it's a nightmare. The structure of the page it's a it's an absolute nightmare. You can't really dis, you know you can't really identify you know a clear and consistent <laughs> structure sometimes with Amazon. What they're really doing really good, and you said that in the, on the homepage, and that's also what I believe that you know a lot of e-commerce players should do. Like the homepage for them is a real, it's a curation paradise. If you land on the homepage, you have hundreds of widgets um, that you they can use for a specific purpose. If you go on it, it says, "Hey, the best gifts for him, best gifts for her." Um, you know, new products in. Um, most uh, rated uh, uh, shops, um, 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 the, 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 the the hottest products in summer. Like they have, like the, the entire homepage is full of curation features, specific modules that really helps a the user, of course, to click through it and 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 find a way to navigate. Although it's it, it's sometimes very overwhelming, but if you consider SEO as well. Um, you know, most of the time also, you know, uh, Google is coming from the homepage um, and crawls itself through the page. And on the homepage on Amazon, for example, they find all the categories and all the products that are relevant for Amazon in that specific time, maybe that specific season. Uh, and that's why they do a really great job on the homepage. And I always use this uh, as an example because I love the way how they use it just for creation. It's really a creation page, right? Now... Mm -hmm. I don't know if like, you know, I, you know, and, and then the most important page for them that also drives the most visibility is actually the product detail pages, right? It is actually different from, you know, the normal best practice within e-commerce where everybody or most of the pages just optimize for category pages for those ca for those generic terms like Nike Air Max, right? That's, that's most of the time where SEOs actually optimize for. And the PDP is not so important, but for Amazon it is. But if you look at the PDP at Amazon, and that's where we can learn a lot, it is so relevant to the product. The information that they have on a product detail is also very long. It's, it's it's very overwhelming, but the content is so relevant and 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 and, and so thought through. Um, and it helps to 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 add a lot of meat to the bone. Of course, for the user, but also for the for 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 a crawler, a search engine crawler, right? They find so many information that they think, okay, that's the most relevant page that needs to rank for that specific product search, right? They have videos. They they have uh, reviews from users. They have product descriptions. They have like huge infographics on it. Sometimes they have like videos that show the product in in action. They have like th there's so much. Um, and um, you know, 
if you click through other um, e-commerce pages, most of the time, they maybe have like a bit of product description. They have like some images uh, and, and then they try to, you know, um, if you scroll down, they try to make, you know, other relevant products also to advertise but that's actually it and on amazon you also get comparison with different products hey if you like um you know you have a specific product you have a, a huge majority of uh, uh, relevant other products that are similar to it where you can compare price you can compare ratings you can compare uh, specific um uh, specifications and so on and so forth it's super relevant and for me buying on amazon is 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 you know such an uh, enjoyment because i i'm so well informed and i'm pretty sure like when i go through to the pdp i reach through all this i'm i'm pretty sure i'm making a good purchase because i'm informed by other users that had it i'm informed by a comparison uh, that i made to make sure that i actually have the the the, the best item i'm informed by well uh, very good images i'm informed by videos and so on and so forth it helps me to make the purchase and i think that's why they're so um also so um, successful with it mm -hmm. yeah awesome awesome uh bjorn i have the question about common mistakes can you list common mistakes that webmasters still do and uh tell how to find a much better way today um mistakes in general you mean what yeah. yeah yeah you can list mistakes with product pages and in general as well yeah um i think like in in general like if we just speak about seo then i i think the most common issues that are out there is still like you know duplication uh, like duplicate content as you uh, just described with filters specific url attributes where you know uh, um, those things gets you know indexed and you know sometimes you don't have an overview about it that's a common mistake all those best practices having a sitemap you know having h1s having text on pages like sometimes i'm mean, you're really surprised that you know this industry is so we are in this industry so long now but there's still some basics sometimes missing even though it's you know it's common sense actually um um you know and um, i think like th these are the most th the biggest mistakes when it comes now to product management and i think that's something where we can also learn um seos from product management you know this term of you know every seo says it depends right it it yeah. depends doesn't happen it doesn't happen within product management because within product management you know as i said in the discovery phase you have a specific assumption a specific hypothesis you know where you say okay i believe if we do this then this happens and then you go into discovery where you you know create a prototype you you create a click dummy you test it with users and you get validation of your assumption right we always say or most of the time i always say it depends if somebody asks us but being bold enough to say yes you know what i believe this and this will happen if we do this and then actually go down the tra tra trail and 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 test it and get validation that's what most of the people still do wrong from my perspective and we should be you know more bold and and, and being also like uh, not not scared about testing things yeah yeah i love testing yeah i spent so much time by testing and you know 10 years ago uh when i started my SEO journey uh, probably 12 years ago and um, you know uh, i used two strategies i bought more backlinks that my competitors had 
and uh, I created a lot of content for search engines. Today, all the strategies don't work. Today, we think about human being in the end. But, you know, it's interesting that today I use a lot of non-SEO methods. I mean, like uh, like social media to improve trust uh, or uh, branding. Uh, can you tell what kind of uh, non SEO methods it's better to consider today to get much higher results and ranking positions uh, with SEO. No, I, it's it's a good question. Um, it's easy to answer actually, but it's a very complex answer <laughs> because yeah. um, because of of course, like as I said in the beginning, like SEO is a very interdisciplinary field, right? We mm -hmm. as SEOs need to understand a lot about the business itself. How is the website being built? How is, you know, how are products being, you know, displayed on the page? How's content being written? How's UX and so on? So we need actually to, to unify all of this because we can't just be dependent on, you know, how fast the page is loading. We can't just be dependent, okay, at least we have product uh, content on the page and then it's ranking. We can't just be dependent on, okay, we have one landing page created it will rank now it's not going to work right especially if you're a very young company backlink you know getting backlinks is still relevant like for building a brand and building up this authority you you, you need to get like quality backlinks that's that's still from my perspective still super important and something that you need to focus on now you shouldn't go out and just buy random links but you should like think from a strategic perspective and that coming back to the question that you had like two questions before if if you're a new company within your seo strategy you need to have this pr and and, and content um content marketing thought of you know i create content also in order to build links and authority for my brand and the product i want to sell <clears throat> right let's say you're and also let's say you have like you have all the content on the page and you know your your site is technically well really well structured but if it's not user friendly if it's not designed well enough uh, if it's not thought through how a user actually goes through the page and they need to click you know 50 times before they get to the product you will also not win so if, if if you have like a really good page, if you have like a, a content, you have internal links, you have like nice navigation and stuff, but the page is too slow, you will not rank, right? So it's it's so many aspects that you need to overview, and it also depends on how early are you in the market, what product are you selling, um, are, are you are you just a content site, are you an e-commerce site, are you an insurance, uh, you know, are you a bank, right? If you're a bank or insurance, you might have just 20 pages that are relevant because you just have a few products, right? If you're an e-commerce page, you have maybe a million pages. So there's a lot of variables, you know, that that this answer is dependent on, that it's not um, easy to answer, but very complex. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, and I have the final question. Uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience knowledge skills anything you just want to jump uh, on seo field to get results rent positions traffic what will you do today to learn more about seo uh, first of all if you live in germany you subscribe to the seo presso podcast um, that's a <laughs> b you subscribe to your podcast um i think it's um it it, it is easier than ever to get into SEO because 
um, you know, you, you you can come from different angles. If you have been in PR or you have been in content before, if you have been in the developer, if you have been in the product manager before, like because it's a it's it's such an interdisciplinary field, you can come from every other profession and just start doing SEO. Then on top of it, there's like all the information, it's for free, essentially, right? You don't need to study, you know, don't need to go to a university and pay money. You just need to, you know, be passionate about it. You just need to be curious and you just need to be able to Google and you will find all the information that it's needed. So even if you don't have, you know, um, um, and, and, and knowledge about how content needs to be structured or how you can make sure that the website is, is loading fast, there's so much sources that you can actually search for and look look up and that's how you learn right and also i you know when i started i had no idea about seo but i just did it um you know i jumped into it you get a specific case a specific project on the table you figure out how it works then it's of course very important that you measure the results and if you measure the results you you learn if it works or not and that's how you learn and grow and the longer you do the more you do the the, the better it is but again like i think it's you know, it was never as easy to get into SEO as today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Bjorn, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You share a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yes, um, I'm actually available on, on most of the platforms, on Instagram, Bjorn Darko, um, on LinkedIn, uh, Bjorn Darko. Um, I'm also running a podcast, as I said, so you can subscribe to it. Sometimes I also have uh, English uh, episodes. It's on on, on Spotify, uh, SEO Presso, and Spotify and uh, iTunes, wherever. And uh, also on Twitter, I'm available at Bjorn. I think the handle is Bjorn Darko. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, it was hard to uh, type your uh, third letter uh, in the word Bjorn because, you know, we, we have no in English this word. Yes. <laughs> this letter. Okay, Bjorn, it's a big pleasure. Thanks again. Uh, thanks for your time for all these valuable insights. Guys, you need to follow Bjorn. You can see a lot of value. Subscribe to his podcast. So, uh, follow him on Twitter because you can see, you can learn and get a much better way how to achieve results on Google. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.